A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. I'm your host, Emma Apps. And with me, as always, is my co-host. Hello, everybody. This is Emma's co-host. <laughs> this is Bob Shaw. <laughs> well, technically, I'm your co-host. So I don't, We're I don't each know. other's co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hello, Bob. How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm, um, I'm carrying on. Good. But, uh, oh, I should say, I'm in a bad mood because we're going to be angry on this episode. <laughs> well, actually, that was one thing that I was going to say. Um, I'll let you kind of introduce it, but I'm going to try and be as positive as I can on this episode because I really don't want to get myself into like a depressive lull again. <laughs> okay, I've been in a, a real stinky mood this week um, and I was like, good, because we're doing that episode and I'm going to talk about how much I hate everything. <laughs> and actually today hasn't been too bad. And okay. I'm, actually, I'm, in a, I'm in a better mood. I wouldn't say I'm in a good mood, but I'm in a better mood than I have been recently. Good. Um, so hopefully it won't be too negative, but today we're going to be talking about um, our four and one more things that we don't like about The Simpsons. Yeah, our dislikes. Yeah, when we sort of decided to do this, we didn't tell each other the direction we were going to go in. No, so we're still none the wiser. So this this could, we could be on two different wavelengths and just do things completely differently or we could be quite similar and do it in a yeah. similar way. So it'd be interesting, but we still don't know what direction each of us are going in so we are just completely going to go off the cuff with it and just go with it i just thought it'd be quite interesting for us to um just make of it what we will yeah and then compare notes at the end of it because like i said i don't want to be too negative this is going to be generally things i dislike it's not like i don't know i didn't want to be like this is what i don't like about it when it goes into like 
the seasons I don't like. Yeah, I'm the same. I want it to be more like things in general that I don't like. Even if they do this in earlier seasons, I don't really like it sort yeah. of thing. I've tried to go with the same sort of direction as well. Like I'm not just going to sit here and start saying how much the show's declined or anything like that. Because, you know, if you've listened to the podcast right up until this point, you, you're going to know that Bob and I aren't really a fan past season 10 and 11. Um, so mm. I sort of decided not to go with that sort of angle and just kind of kind of generalize it across the 10 11 seasons that we do speak about mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um and it'll probably be a bit of a shorter episode yeah do you think yeah i mean the things the points that i've got i feel like we can get through them and cover them and i feel like the when we talk about the seasons it's more it's easier to go off on tangents Oh yeah, um, and sort of start quoting things and things like that, and that's how we kind of get distracted. But I feel like this will probably be a lot shorter, a lot more precise, mm. a lot more discussion. <laughs> yeah, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what sort of tangents come up on it. I just, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a different episode. So uh, it's my turn to start. Shall I just crack straight into it? Crack straight into it. Okay, so this is a weird one for me. Some of mine are going to they're not just like snappy. I can't really just say what it is, but. I'll try. So what I've written is one-note characters. Okay. And what I mean by that, and this is maybe, this is something that I felt, it's always had one-note characters. And I think I know what you mean. I mean, I'll let you elaborate, but I kind of feel like I know what you mean. So what I mean is, um, so like things like Bumblebee Man and stuff, I can accept because it's like, ingrained in the show it's been there since like so early on but when they started adding more characters that were just very one note can i give you an example I, that i've got two examples of characters okay. i really don't like but go on tell me who what you're thinking so of when, I say when when you say one note characters the first thing that came to my mind and this is a character that i really don't like and i think it's for this reason is gil okay i mean i don't really like him i don't really find him very funny um so when you say one note characters, that's the kind of thing that I had in my head. Yeah, kind of. I don't. I don't mind Gil as much. The ones that I, I've got. So I've got two examples here, and what I mean is like they've got one joke, and their joke is that they just basically come on and say their name, and I'm like, when you think of how complex characters, even like Mo are. Like Mo used to be a boxer, and he went to <laughs> bartending school, and then his bar sort of turned into a dive when he lost. And it, like, there's so many different. And he's worried about his appearance, and he's terrible with girls. And there's loads of different episodes you can go on with a character like that. But how many character? How many episodes could you go on about Disco Stew? Yeah, he just turns up and says, "I'm Disco Stew." And I'm like, that, it was like one joke because it was the jacket. And I actually like that joke. Like yeah. Disco Stud, the D's missing. And yeah. then, oh, actually, there's a guy called Disco Stew. And I find that funny. Now, folks, nothing spells fun like rhinestones on a dungaree jacket. Stew, you should buy that. Hey, Disco Stew doesn't advertise. But then when he started coming back, I was like, this is a character that's going to come back. He was a one joke character. And I was like, okay, maybe that's the joke. He is a one joke character, but we're going to bring him back. But then they did the same with Duffman. Yeah. And I'm like, Duffman just turns up and says, I'm Duffman. These are like not oh, characters yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. I just, those those two characters that come on in later series are two that I don't like. And I wanted to mention both, but I just realized, oh, that's actually very similar. And it's, they don't really have any depth at all. And like I say, that's been a thing. Like Bumblebee Man doesn't have any depth. Yeah. I 100% know what you mean and um, it's quite funny actually because it kind of goes hand in hand with my 
fourth choice, but we'll talk about that a bit in a minute. But mm-hmm. like something that I sort of picked up on is also another character that really irritates me is like Dr. Nick Riviera. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I, I kind of felt like he was a little bit funny in 22 short films about Springfield. Like, hi, everybody. Now, tell Dr. Nick where is the trouble. I mean, his his segment is one of the weaker segments of that episode, but that's the most of him that I actually enjoy. Like, I don't really... What about when he's advertising the juice loosener? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's but, um... whisper quiet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's just someone else that I'm just a bit like, there's no depth to him, and I just... The, the Simpsons actually does a good job about making a lot of the side characters that seem very caricature actually have a surprising amount of depth like yeah. Ned Flanders has so much depth and story and he could be like a one joke character but they don't make him that they make him more yeah even someone like Barney yeah who is like a one he's the drunk but also like there's a whole portion of the show where he's sober and he learns to fly helicopters and also he is a really good singer and also he's actually really creatively talented he made like that film in the short film festival Pocahontas I- yeah, exactly. He was in uh, the B Sharps. Like, he's a great singer. He's actually creative, but it's almost like his creativity has been stifled by alcoholism and stuff. Like, yeah. Even a character as one note as Barney actually has a lot of depth. Yeah. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. But then, yeah, there's some characters just like there's there's no depth to this. Do you think that because these characters that you mentioned, like Duffman and Disco Stew, they are kind of shown more in the later half of the 10, 11 seasons that we talk about. And yeah. do you think that when it sort of started getting to that point in the show that they were like, OK, we need more characters. So they kind of Maybe. were a bit lazy with them almost. I don't know what other new characters come after that. Yeah. And maybe there's some that are better. But I was just like, all the new characters you're introducing around that time, I was just like, none of them feel like they have, they should have staying power, yet they did. They kept being in episodes. And I was like, this guy was good once, but like, you can't just keep bringing back the character and saying his name. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why it was ever a thing, kind you know, like they don't have their own standout characters. They don't really have much depth. Mm. And I think it was probably a lot to to do with the fact that where the show was sort of progressing, they were like, okay, we need to find like more filler characters maybe. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, both of those characters, um, those is my example, I like their first appearance. Yeah. I like the disco stew joke with the disco stud jacket. I like Duffman showing up. Um, and he can't party with, like, the party animal Duff Man. But then when they just keep coming back, I don't like it. Not tonight! Not tonight! Are you ready to get Duffed? Duffman wants to party down with the man who sent in 10,000 Duff labels to bring me here today. 
I've got a bottomless mug of new Dove Extra Cold for Barney Gumbo! Driver! Yeah, that's swell. Duff wholeheartedly supports the designated driver program. Now, who wants to party? But that, yeah, that, that's that's me. One one note characters. Yeah. That they didn't flesh out enough. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Like, I, I don't really like that part either. So. But I think I think there's characters that everyone doesn't like. Yeah. And so even if there's people listening that do like those characters, just you know, I'm sure there's characters that you don't like as well. Like everyone's got their own taste of which characters they like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so your choice actually goes hand in hand with my number four. So um, mm. my number four is um, when jokes are done to death. So like, right, okay. so there's a joke like um, the the first sort of example that I've got is uh, like when they joke about Mo's suicide and like he's suicidal right, and he hates okay. his, he hates yeah. his life. Like it's the same sort of situation as those characters where it's relatively funny the first time you see it, but then it kind of becomes like a recurring theme to that character. Mm. So every time that they need to fill like a couple minute gap, they'll just like stick a joke in about Mo wanting to commit suicide. I think the most suicide one is the most egregious of yeah. those. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you another example. So, um, like, with Millhouse, like, being in love with Lisa. And it's like, yeah. yeah, I get it. And, like, it probably is funny the first couple of times. But then it's like, I'm a bit bored of it now. Because it's just, like, almost uncharacteristic of the way that their relationship was at the start. So I watched I watched Lard of the Dance today. Yeah. And um, that episode, I forgot how heavy Millhouse is on the like Millhouse is in love with Lisa stuff because it's been hinted at yeah. in loads of episodes. But on that episode, it's just like, no, we've decided on this new thing now. Millhouse is obsessed with Lisa, yeah. and it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the start of that. This happens all the time. And in that episode, actually, some of it was quite funny. Yeah, but I was like, almost just like already getting irritated. So I was like, oh yeah, they do this to death. Yeah, oh Lisa. I've got an extra seat, and you've got an extra lunch. <laughs> Catch my drift. <laughs> Millhouse, lower those eyebrows. And the other one. So I know what you mean by that, yeah. Yeah, and another sort of example that I got, which was probably going to shock every single viewer, but like even sort of down to Sideshow Bob wanting to kill Bart, like right. there's like a few episodes in the first couple of seasons, but then after he's tried it three or four times and it kind of fails they just keep going at it and i know that that is the crux of their relationship but at the same time it's like you've built so much more depth into the sideshow bob character that you don't need to keep making these jokes anymore if that makes sense like you could take his character in a completely different direction rather than doing the same storylines over again and you know how it's going to end and it's kind of just like jokes that they almost kill because they overdo it. Who is that? Why? It's Bart Simpson. Hello, Bart! He's just a little shy because I've tried to kill him so many times. So you've seen uh, more recent episodes than me in general, just bits and bobs. Um, 
So you've probably seen more Sideshow Bob episodes than me. Is it something they come back to? Like, does yeah, he try so... and kill Bart multiple more times? Because it felt like they should have stopped it with Brother from another series where he, like, teams up with Bart and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so he tries to kill Bart again after that. So there's there's an episode, like, I don't know what season it's in and I don't know what the episode's called or anything like that, but I, I just know that um, he basically makes a joke by saying like I've tried to kill you so many times and you think that I'm mm. never going to do it and this time I actually do it and it's kind of like this whole unravelling of it all happening so they kind of do address that as right. well because um, I've only, there's only one Sideshow Bob episode that I've seen past series 11 and that's the one where he, he puts like a bomb in someone Okay. I think it's like season 13 or something. Oh, so it's like still an early, late episode. Yeah, but I yeah. had never seen beyond season 12 until last year. And then I watched 12 and 13 last year. Yeah. And it was, the, it was in season 13, I think. And that was the first time I was like, oh, it's a Sideshow Bob episode I haven't seen before. Yeah, there's one episode. I mean, I could be mixing all these different episodes together. But I know that there's one where he moves in next door. There's another right. one where um, they go to Italy and he's got like this whole family. Like he's got a wife, he's got kids. Like it's, it's f- I see the pictures yeah. of like Bob Jr. Yeah. around the little kid. It's, it's, it's very bizarre but like yeah I don't know. That is yeah that's just one example but going back mm. to the whole like killing jokes I mean I just think that that they do it for the sake of they know it will get a laugh but at the same time it's a bit tiresome for me I think. Mm. I mean I can't think of it off the top of my head but there's definitely jokes that I do think they do like one too many times or multiple too many times. Um, so yeah, I know what you're getting at with that. Yeah. And like, this is a bit controversial, especially seeing as that we did an episode on it recently, but like even Homer's jobs, like, yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, it becomes like, that, that will, I'll come, that, that whole ties into one of my later choices as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's my number four choice is just like, Jokes that are done to death. Mm, mm. It feels weird talking so negatively on The Simpsons. I know. <laughs> We've only done one choice each, and I feel guilty already because I do love the show. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully by now the listeners know that we actually love we, the show. We're, yeah. we're having to dig into things to find things we don't like. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I really, really found these choices really hard, and like mm. it took me weeks to pull my list together, and I'm still it was still kind of me clutching at straws a little bit. When I picked my four, um, so I had a list of about 15, but some of them were real stretches. Yeah, I'm the same. And um, when I actually went for my four, I just sort of like plucked four out. I was like, there's something we can talk about. Yeah, I'm the same. So, you know, there was other choices. Maybe I'll mention some some other things, other directions I was thinking of going in later, but... Okay, so my number three, and I think this is something that I've spoken about before, because um, we've talked about guest stars on The Simpsons. We've talked about when guest stars play themselves and, and when they play other characters. And I don't, I, I really like it when they get a guest star to play another character, depending on the guest star and the character. Yeah. And I often like it when they get a guest star to play themselves, if it makes sense to the plot. But when they have. So I've put fawning over guest stars. Yeah. When they just have a character, someone come on for no reason and all of a sudden Homer's best friends with some famous actor and they're so reverential yeah. to the guest star. And it's something that happens early on, but it gets way worse as the show goes on to the point where it's like, 
So, the, you know um, the episode Taylor 2 Springfields where they have the who on? Yeah. It's the area goes, I don't mind the episode, it's all right. It's like middling for that season. Um, but because they got the who on, it's like for that one episode, Homer's the biggest who fan. Yeah. And it's like, he's never mentioned them before. It just feels so like shoehorned in, like suddenly they love this person. Yeah. Now, these are the tunes I want you boys to play. Wait a minute. Homer? A lot of these are Grand Funk Railroad songs. And we don't know Pac-Man Fever. Oh, come on, it plays itself. Uh, Pac-Man Fever, a doodly-doo-doo. It's driving me crazy. Look, Lisa, Daddy's in the who. Woo! Give us back our concert, Simpson. So, New Springfield's looking pretty good now, isn't it? With our ample parking and daily Who concerts. Daily? We'll talk. Um, and I just, yeah, I think they can be too reverential to guest stars because they don't want to upset them. And it's the same way as well. Like, early on when they had a guest star playing themselves, they would draw them very cartoony and they look like Simpsons characters. Yeah. But later on, I feel like they draw them in a different style to everyone else. They look too realistic. Yeah. They look too... They've been prettied up too much because they don't want to offend them, and that irritates me. Yeah, as well. I know exactly what you mean. This is this exact thing that you're talking about is actually on my short list. It right. it didn't make my four and one more, but it it was definitely on my list. And um, a really good example that I picked that really really irritates me is uh, the Loch Ness monster episode. At the be- oh, at- that episode. Yeah, at the <laughs> beginning, Britney Spears is there. Like I forgot she was on that. It's like, what the hell? Like, she's not even a part. She's literally. I think she's just given an award. I don't. Yeah, know, I don't. Yeah, she is. It's so just like she's the, the hot thing at the moment. So let's get her in to do a couple of lines. What is the point? Like, I, I, I just, oh, <laughs> it irritates me so much. And as I said, this was on my short list as well. So I'm really glad that you mentioned it because I do feel like I was going to go on a rant on it a little bit later. <laughs> Brockman. And I'm teen sensation Britney Spears. And I'm Kent Brockman. With Britney Spears. And we're here to present the 65th Annual Springfield Pride Awards. Tonight, we'll be recognizing outstanding members of the Springfield community. They are, see, I haven't seen some of the newer seasons and apparently some of the episodes are pretty good and stuff. But all I do see is when a new season starts, up front they always say, coming up on this season, these are the guest stars we have. And it's like... You don't need these guest stars to bring in an audience. yeah. Yeah. Like that's what the show's about now. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, I do get it to a certain extent, but it doesn't mean I like it. It was fun every now and then, but now it feels like every other episode. And like they, they, they are always, they always, the characters always love the, the guest star. Yeah, yeah. I always, um, I always feel like as well that they just, they just bring nothing to the episode. I do prefer, no. I do prefer when they just play like a character. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that that's something that they've done more of in later seasons, like the more recent seasons, um, like twenty five onwards uh but Mm. sort of that middle piece of seasons was more when it was just a guest star for a guest star whereas i think later they've they've started to try and 
make characters again. It was like the, the first really egregious version of that where I was just like, come on, was probably the Mel Gibson one. Oh, I hate that episode. Because it's just like, oh my God, did you can't, could you just be in love with Mel Gibson anymore yeah. for this one episode? Oh. It's so like overly fawning. I'm pretty sure that we will sort of talk about the episode in depth when we get to that season. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Mel Gibson was like BFFs with one of the writers, and oh, he was, and he was massive at that time. He, as well. yeah, he, he was, hasn't, he hadn't been publicly shamed by then. <laughs> he was like BFFs, and he was like begging to be on The Simpsons, and I think that mm. that was just the one and only reason why they wrote an episode for him because he all about him. Yeah, there passes to a test screening of a new movie starring <gasps> Mel. Gibson. Who else is in it? Who cares? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is just a guy, Marge. No different than me or Lenny. Were you or Lenny ever named Sexiest Man Alive? Mm, I'm not certain about Lenny. Besides, it's not just his chiseled good looks. People Magazine says he's a devoted father, goes to church every week, and likes to fix things around the home. Let's make love. Uh, okay. Do you feel like if they had... I, I mean, I feel like certain celebrities, what they do is, because they just, like swoon all over them is probably because if they sort of wrote that character or that that celebrity in a certain way the celebrity would just is such an arsehole they'd probably get really pissed off maybe they wouldn't have a sense of humor about themselves <laughs> no, exactly. That's what I'm wondering. and and it's it's almost the actors that do laugh at themselves when the simpsons poke fun at them that i have more respect mm. for them for that it's like oh well done yeah. you can you can laugh at yourself i don't know mm. so yeah um I, I, I've mentioned it before. Like, I love it. I do actually like it when they get a fun guest voice who can do like a good, who's like a good voice actor yeah. to play like an incidental character. Uh, like I watched Lard of the Dance today and I, I like Lisa Kudrow I in that. I love like, she's her fun. in that, yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So in the last couple of seasons, um, RuPaul was a guest star as RuPaul, and, mm-hmm. um, which I've mentioned before. Um so I specifically watched that episode because I knew RuPaul was going to be in it because I'm a massive fan. Mm. And then the same, I've mentioned it before as well, um, the, the three girls that are in Riverdale, my guilty pleasure, um, they were in an episode recently as well. And I watched their episode just because they were in it. So it does work. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, it does work. They got you. Yeah, yeah, they got me. But the storylines on both of those episodes were awful. But I only watched them because of the guest stars so it works it does work but at the same time mm, like i could take it or leave it Mm. but it's interesting because rupaul played himself and then the three girls from riverdale played characters so yeah so it's a bit of both really so they're still doing the people playing characters oh yeah that's what i mean like it seems like recent sorry recent seasons they've kind of gone more back into celebrities playing characters i think Mm. Oh, it's only sort of from the few that I have seen. So, yeah. There we go. That was my number three. Cool. So, my number three kind of ties in with what we've already spoken about, but um, my number three choice is I don't like it when characters behave uncharacteristically. So, so when they sort of... I want some examples for this. Okay. um, So, for the listeners and for the listeners only, when Marge is a prude and she's not horny oh yeah (laughs) so we sort of spoke about it in um the burlesque house episode um where we were saying like this is so uncharacteristic for marge where like she would 
um, like she's got such a high, well, we assume she's got a high sex drive and she would love to go to a burlesque. <laughs> we like to assume that she does. <laughs> so she, we we said like, oh, she, we think that she'd actually like a date night there, just like a night I out. I think yeah. she'd find it fun and cheeky with Homer. Whereas like she's, she's almost playing like Helen Lovejoy in this episode where yeah. she's like so prude against it when that's not that's such that's not marge at all so that was one example that i had it's when they need the character to act in a certain way to move the plot along yeah so even if they have to be out of character yeah to make that plot move they do it and that yeah and like another example which frustrates me a little bit is like all the other characters bar homer in the last temptation of homer so like when bart is like a nerd when marge is like being ill like i know she can't help being ill but like the characters just seem a bit off Mm. there is a sort of there is a sort of elasticity to the characters though like lisa's really clever and older than her years but every now and then she acts like a little kid like an eight-year-old yeah i actually really love when she acts like a little kid there's a few episodes, we'll talk about it next episode, but there's a few episodes in season nine where she's very childlike and she's even drawn. Like, there's some episodes where I was like, she looks younger the way she's drawn. Yeah. And she's like very kiddie. And I actually kind of like yeah. that because it makes me remember like, oh yeah, she's supposed to be eight. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, I know what you mean. She's not like this sort of huge teenage character that she acts most of the time. Yeah. So it, sometimes, I know what you mean though, like it doesn't, that I don't mind, like because that that to me that is how Lisa should be. She's yeah. a kid, she's intelligent, but every now and then she like it. The facade slips, and she's actually very childish. But Marge suddenly being a prude makes no sense, and that is out of yeah. character. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's just it's just sort of when characters act in a certain way that it changes the whole tone of the episode. So, um, mm-hmm. so I've got here um, another example is like. I know that sort of we've spoken about it before, but when Homer is just a horrible, horrible person and you really don't like oh, him. So my example for that is always Lisa on Ice. Yeah, I hate Homer. Yeah, exactly. I think he's not Homer. Exactly. He's too And cruel. it sort of changes the whole tone of the episode, but it serves a purpose almost. So it's like mm. I get that someone here has to be horrible. Like I get it. But at the same time, that's really uncharacteristic for Homer. Like it's, it's mm. almost... You know, you don't need to, you don't need to do that, or you need to tone it down a little bit. Um, Even when he becomes like quote unquote jerk, jerk ass Homer, yeah, he's he's not cruel with it. He's just a big dumb idiot who's rude. Yeah, but in some episodes he's cruel. Yeah, and yeah, Lisa on Ice is the example that jumps off my head. Like Homer shouldn't be this cruel. Yeah. can sit here laughing at poor Lisa while she's out there probably scared to death. We're laughing with her, Marge. It's a big difference. (laughs) (laughs) With her. You really think I did okay out there, Mom? Absolutely, honey. By blocking the net, I really think you helped your team. Okay, little buddy. Hop in. I mean my little girl buddy. Very nice, Dad, but it's wrong for you to reward violent competitive behavior. However, I will sit up front with you if it's a fatherly gesture of love. Okay, hi. Sucker! Competitive violent! That's why you're here! <laughs> also, I don't really like it when um 
when characters have this massive like character arc change. So, for instance, I put um, when um, the storyline of Barney being sober. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it's to like add depth to the character and it's a change in the character's arc. Like, I get that. But at the same time, it just kind of goes a little flat for me. Like, I'm a bit like, I don't like this all of a sudden shift. Um, so this this is my like comic book nerd coming out. Um, but I actually love that stuff. This is like, oh, okay. oh they changed the continuity. Oh, uh, you know, this person's actually taking up the moniker of X-Man now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's that stuff that I actually find exciting. Oh, Principal Skinner's not actually Principal Skinner. Yeah. That's what excites me. No. Barney's now sober. they like, oh, it's actually going to continue. Um, and I get that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I think that's what you're saying. Like, I think home, Barney going sober wasn't a great choice and that's why they just revert it like really soon afterwards yeah. but like Milhouse's parents getting divorced was a good choice and like I also so sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't I also like the character arc of um, Apu getting married um, mm. just purely because like I like the episode that he gets married and like he was a bachelor and didn't want to get married and the whole arranged mm-hmm. marriage thing like, like I know the whole stereotype is a bit of a sore subject at the moment but I, I do quite like that episode still and um, I also like um, the one, the, the Valentine's episode with Elton John. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that whole f- like handful of episodes, like, I really like. But then when he gets the octuplets and then, like, when he cheats with the squishy lady, like, I don't like that because I feel like you've taken it too far. Like, subtle changes slowly works for me, but not the whole... Yeah. My favourite Apu is like fun-loving Bachelor Apu. Yeah. Riding around in his sports car and stuff. So that's why I was a bit like, oh, when he got married. Because I, I, I like Manjula. She's like a good, she's like a likeable character. Yeah. But I'm just like, I like swinging Apu. My favourite Apu of all time is in 22 short films when he's like, um, I am a freak <laughs> Like, I love that Apu. The Jolly Bengali. Yeah, that, that is my favourite <laughs> sort of section of Apu's character just because he is sort of like the fun loving um the fun loving character. I love any time you see him kicking back when he's not at the Quickie Mart because he's at the Quickie Mart so yeah. much because he works all the time. So like when they're just walking around the neighborhood and he's just like washing his sports car. I love I'm like oh it's a poo that work. He's just <laughs> hanging out. He's got his like flashy car. Like I love that. And it also makes me laugh Peek as behind well. The mysterious curtain. In like the 22 short films when he like grabs the woman and he takes her in and like he obviously like has a has a shifty and then it yeah. goes back to the show. It's like you you've you've stolen three minutes of my life and I want them back and it's like oh wow. <laughs> the dream police they live inside of my bed. The dream police to come to me and my head. The dream police to going to arrest me now. Oh no! What? How did neighbor? So yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like they take they they do a lot of that around the same time. They take a lot of risks with a lot of the characters yeah. and stuff. And some some of it works and some of it doesn't. I probably but. should sort of um, specify that the pick that I chose was sort of. It was more to do with when an, there's an episode and it's just like a random sort of uncharacteristic change in that character that like you mm. like the um Lisa on Ice thing, that's the perfect example. Like they just change the whole tone of that character for the sake of that episode and then it's like, Oh, that's not Homer, so it kind of 
ruins the whole. I, yeah. I get why that's an annoyance because Lisa and Ice is such a conflicting episode for me because I always think I don't like it, and then you watch and every it, time I watch yeah. it, I don't like it. But when I watch, it, I'm like, there's so many good jokes and bits in that episode, and I forget because I just like, oh, I saw my home is horrible. I don't like seeing Mr. him do so horrible. <laughs> I just like they, it's got the bit where it's like the Bart and Lisa are like gonna punch, yeah. punch in the air. And then that's from that episode, and it's so good. And if but... you, what is it? So like, um, if you get hit, it's, it's your, your own, own fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Get out! Get out! Okay, but on my way, I'm gonna be doing this. If you get hit, it's your own fault. Okay, then I'm gonna start kicking air like this. Uh. And if any part of you should fill that air, uh, it's your own fault. Oh, I better go check that out. I actually really love it when Bart and Lisa are like very competitive at each other. Yeah. Like sibling rivalry. I also love it when they're like sibling, like best friends as well, though. Yeah. It's weird because. Uh, there's considering their brother and sister a lot of the time they don't have storylines together yeah. and I actually really like them when they work together like that's why good sideship Bob episodes are so good they're like cracking the case and then when they're really against each other I like both flavours yeah because it's like real siblings like sometimes you really like a gel in and you're doing stuff together and sometimes you like despise each other that's probably why like Summer of Four Foot Two is like one of your favourite episodes because it's like them rivaling each other I love it yeah yeah, yeah I get yeah. that so yeah that's my number three yeah. Yeah, man. I'm trying to keep the vibe, the energy up, just so we don't yeah. like get into this depressive like. I hope state. this doesn't bum anyone out. If, <laughs> if, if you don't want to listen to, like, hopefully it's not too negative. If it is too negative, you just come back next time. Disclaimer: If you're not in a good frame of mind. <laughs> uh, but this is the only time we're going to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hopefully, like some of these, you'll agree with. Yeah. And if you don't, let us know what you don't like and tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. So my number two. Um, you know, I love Lisa as a character. Yeah. And I also really love Marge as a character. Yeah. And my number two is Lisa and Marge getting sidelined. Oh, my God. They are often, like, written out of the story. So this is my number one. <laughs> it's your number one? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is almost my number one as well. So, yeah. So the actual, like... Should we just talk about it now? Or yeah. Do you no, no, wait? no. We could talk about it now. So I've actually written it as female representations. So, right. but this... The whole like Lisa Marge B plot is basically the crux of the choice. Yeah, um, you get like one or two Lisa and Marge episodes in a season. A lot of the time, there's some seasons where they get the balance really good. Yeah. We talked about it. I think it's like six and seven. They're like they're, it's like equal pegging for all the characters, and it, yeah. they're so good. And now I'm back in the era where it's like, oh, you get one Marge episode and it's not as good, and you get one Lisa episode and they obviously like hate Lisa, the whoever wrote it. Yeah. And they just get these silly B stories where they're buying doorbells while the boys have fun. <laughs> Yeah, and then she ends up buying the Why Do Birds, yeah. which is a callback nah. to like. Well, yeah. Yeah, but when Marge, Marge doing that tune, he gets in my head. I'm trying to find a particular tune. It's the one that goes like. Da da da, da da da. Mom, is this the one you want? Yes, that's it! Lisa, you ought to be a doorbell salesman. Oh, that's just what I need another piranha in the tank. Na, na, na. 
<laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah, since since the whole like Simpsons and that song, I can never like listen to it in like a particular way. Now I always think mm. of it like da 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 because that's what she like. That repeating tune. Yeah, I've also when I put in bracket, I put Lisa and Marge getting sideline brackets shitting on Lisa. Yeah, because it feels like at the era I'm at now where I'm watching, it's the same time Family Guy came out. And very quickly, Family Guy realised, oh, we didn't actually write a character of Meg. Yeah. We just said he has a daughter. So we're just going to make her, like, punching bag. Yeah. Everyone hates her. And then they just started turning Lisa into that. There's a lot of episodes where it's just like, shut up, Lisa. Yeah. And it's like, uh, this is one of your main characters and you're making them a punching bag. You didn't do this for, like... 10 11 years yeah and now because another show is doing it you're just gonna like suddenly hate your own character yeah when you've actually written amazing episodes for them in the past the thing is as well like it annoys me at uh, this is more marge than lisa but it annoys me how going back to sort of uncharacteristic the characters are like marge is almost mm. written as two different people it just mm. depends what need they have for marge in a particular episode depends on what marge they pick almost and mm. that frustrates me a lot because homer and bart as much as they've got a lot of depth to both their characters it's always homer and bart as homer and bart whereas lisa and marge are very much like which which are they going to be in this episode if that makes sense mm-hmm. and as much as i love both of the characters it's it's frustrating and I've actually sort of, the way that I wrote this as my number one choice was more uh, like just female representations in general. Yeah. And it's just what frustrates me is, and I've attributed this to the fact that there's not that many female writers, especially at the very beginning. But Mm. they are, I feel like all the sort of female stereotypes are still pretty negative. So it's like you've got the spinster of like, Patty and Selma or Krabappel, you've yeah. then got like the home wrecker of like Lurling Lumpkin or like Mindy Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. You've got like the Killjoys where it's like Maud and Helen, or you've got like people who and are just. And even Marge sometimes. Exactly. Or you've got well, like. A lot of the time. Yeah, or you've got like a bo- like the boring character that's just, like Luann who's just very like. Mm. You know, and it just frustrates me because I feel like I have written that I feel like it is just because of the times and it's like 25 plus years ago. So, you know, I'm not going to just sit here and just say that they're not um, they're sexist or anything like that. It is changing times and I do get that. But it just frustrates me that even... The Simpsons do things where it's so um, ahead of its time, yet mm-hmm. with this, because it's a very male-dominated writing room and they're writing it from like a husband's perspective of their wife, it's not. There's it's, it takes them a long time to actually understand like a woman's way of thinking, and it's just. I don't know <laughs> if I can think of an episode that tackles female representation as a topic no i don't it's like they didn't notice it because they're all men but they did meant they did tackle things like you know homophobia yeah like we talked about with home with homer's phobia last episode and they and handled actually, that so they did well it pretty good of the time yeah. yeah that's what i mean and they do that with a lot of stuff yeah uh, when a poo has to do the citizenship like, a lot of the poo stuff hasn't dated that well but at the time that was a really well written yeah that's what i mean it just, <laughs> it's almost like they are ahead of the of the game and the head of their time for so many topics that it's 
almost a shame and I almost feel like you can't use an ex- as an excuse that the female representation is almost so poor. Um, mm. But then again, like, because I'm not... Um, because I don't haven't seen like the later seasons. I don't know if Marge and Lisa or any of the other female characters then almost sort of become more feminist or like I don't know. I don't know. I think that they've since they had more like women on staff. I think they've made more of an effort to sort of flesh out some of the female characters and make them more fun and like dig into ones that weren't fleshed out before like i know this season they did a whole episode on sarah wiggum and like what her life was like before she met clancy and actually she was like a real like wild child and stuff like that that sounds really interesting and they changed her voice and made her more like they gave her more of a character yeah so they're trying to do stuff like that i don't know how successful it was or how successful these attempts are but they're doing it now at least you know yeah years on yeah (laughs) that's that's good like i i really like that and i think that episode would really appeal to me actually um especially Mm -hmm. to see like how they handle it but um i think she's like a thief i think she was like a a thief (laughs) that's yeah something like that yeah but um yeah so for me like obviously it's it's my absolute favorite program i absolutely love it it's just for me a little bit of a shame but i don't know if it's because i'm looking at it through the eyes of a woman in 2021 rather than Mm -hmm. through the eyes of a woman in like 93 do you know what i mean but then again i say that like other shows that were around at the time do handle women a lot better like x files like i know i always go back to x files but like the way that scully's written in 93 is revolutionary. Do you know what I mean? So, but she does get kidnapped out quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, and also every episode she says, "Mulder, don't do that," <laughs> and then Mulder does it two seconds later. Yeah. But I, think that, I think that's more on Mulder. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> now, Homer, don't you eat this pie? Okay. All right, pie. I'm just gonna do this. And if you get eaten, it's your own fault. No! Oh! Oh! My! What the hell with it? I do. I. I. I hope. I'd hope to think that in 2021 they are like there with the whole like representation of women. So yeah. I think. I think. Right, Marge is an amazing character. Yeah. But I do get that she's harder to write plots for where she's the main character because she's a really great supporting character. Um, like my favourite Marge is when she just does bizarre things. Like she she's it's like she's become so weird from being like a homebody for so long. She she's bizarre yeah like when she keeps millhouse's teeth oh yeah and, and when, when lisa's gone into the dance and she's like made homemade Ugh. pepsi and stuff like that it's a little thick but the price is right lisa i made you some homemade pepsi for the dance it's a little thick but the price is right <laughs> that's my favorite march where she's just weird watch out for the shark attack <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Here come the beep. <laughs> She's just really weird. <laughs> and that's my favourite Marge. Apart from Horny Marge. <laughs> yeah, Horny Marge and just weird Marge. <laughs> my favourites. And I don't think we get... I think there's a certain writer who yeah. can't tap into that. And they just give her sort of a boring side story if they bother to yeah. give her one at all. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with you. I I love Lisa. I love Marge. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I'll leave it there. <laughs> the, I mean, it's it's easier to write Lisa a, a main story because you do one, the, the best Lisa ones, we've said this before, like when she's got a, like a real meaty thing to investigate, when Lisa investigates are like the cool yeah. Lisa episodes, like um, Lisa the Iconoclast, those sort of ones. Yeah, I love those episodes as well. So I, I would definitely agree with you there. And like, especially like you mm. said previously, when her and Bart like start investigating, like so. Um, yeah, the like junior sleuths. I love that. <laughs> that yeah. So like when they do um, the whole itchy and scratchy um, with um, f- um, yeah, yeah, that guy. I can't think of his name. The one, Chester, the one with Chester that's it, Lampwick. Chester Lampwick. I had Lampwick in my head, but not Chester. I couldn't remember. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that and then um and then sort of when she sort of sort of investigates on her own as well, like I absolutely love all that side of stuff. Mm. So yeah, I mean it's so hard to critique your own like favourite programme. It's so hard. But yeah. it's a tough job, but someone's gotta do it. Yeah, so that that's my number two. That was your number one. So I guess we'll talk about your number two okay. and then my number one. So, <laughs> so my number two is is just characters that I don't like in general. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, so, like... Have you got a long list? I've got a list, but it's not long. So, obviously, I've spoken about it before. Agnes Skinner is my absolute worst character. Like, I was waiting I for her to come up. I hate her. And I didn't know if you were just going to do my one more is Agnes. <laughs> she... I have basically just written number t- like number two characters then i've just written agnes and th- like that's it basically i don't mm-hmm. really have many notes um i also don't really like helen lovejoy oh won't somebody please think of the children helen lovejoy i find really irritating she's so irritating um it's a bit controversial but i really don't like ralph that much I don't like Ralph that much no, either. He's, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I know, and I know people love Ralph. Like, yeah, gonna, people are going to stop listening because a lot of people are like he's their favorite character, and I'm just like, um, it's just a bit too like random humor for me. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. With, it's the same with me as well, and I feel like he's also kind of like a one note character, like we spoke about yeah. before. And like, what annoys me, and this is sort of the continuity thing that annoys me, is like. Before they sort of started really fleshing out his character, he mm. wasn't that stupid. And he's just no. sort of his his sort of He was a great actor. His IQ has just like plummeted and he's almost gone from like being sort of a little bit remedial to then being like a, like a baby, basically. Yeah. And yeah. it just irritates me a little bit. So I don't mind Ralph in small doses. Yeah. And I don't mind even that he's that stupid in small doses. Yeah. Like, um, get off the stage, Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how sweet the, the Clancy is with Ralph yeah. as well. And like, ow, I bent my Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's fine. And he was going to the bathroom. Um, Miss there's a dog in the vent. Ralph, remember the time you said Snagglepuss was outside? He was going to the bathroom. So in small doses, he's great. It's when they started like, oh, people like Ralph when he's like stupid and random. Let's do more of that. And it's like, no, no, you had it just right. And now you're doing it too much. Yeah. And like, so it's almost like that overdoing a joke thing you said earlier. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's a good example of that, actually. So, yeah, just Ralph is one that I don't like. Um, 
like mm-hmm. I said, like Gil. I don't like Gil very much. Um, I don't know. I just, I just find them irritating, and I've sort of said it before. Like, it's almost quite a controversial pick as well. I'm not really a huge fan of Mo. He has his moments, mm. but I just he has his moments. He has his mo mo mo. <laughs> Nobody likes me. Everyone likes me. <laughs> mo mo mo. He yeah. has his mo mo. <laughs> moments <laughs> I'm gonna mow the lawn today <laughs> so yeah like Mo is almost up there as well like I'm not really that keen on Mo and Mo sort of centric episodes Mo Mo's good for a very like there's a certain type of like Mo-ness that I do like <laughs> like I like it when he's so pathetic like and he just crops up from nowhere in a storyline when he Brings Marge the posies. Yeah. <laughs> when Homer's living in the treehouse. And I also like the one um, when he goes to like cut Jimbo Jones and he's like, yeah. I wasn't going to kill you. I was just going to cut you. <laughs> just going to cut you. Like, when he's just like a scuzzbag that shows up every now and then, it's it's almost like what Herman could have been. Yeah. I also like Mo when um, with Mulder and Scully and he's like, um, Wow, we gotta get it back to SeaWorld. Like <laughs> I actually like that runner of like he's got a legal activity going on. Yeah. In the bar. Like I just watched the one where he was like he has like the Russia roulette thing going on in the back. And that made me laugh because I forgot how grim that was. The deer hunter. Uh, uh that reminds me. Did he mow? Did he mow? I'm sorry, guys. We're shutting down for a while. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other characters that I don't really like. Um, no, I can't really think of any off the top of my head, but just like Agnes, can't stand her. Helen Lovejoy, can't stand That's her. That's a lady Baltimore cake. <laughs> That's the only Agnes line that I like. I really was laughing putting that clip in the last episode. <laughs> the delivery on Lady Baltimore cake is really funny. <laughs> It's a Lady Baltimore cake. Yeah, that's my really that's my one and only Agnes line that I like and appreciate. Now, this is called a Lady Baltimore cake. And like, and there's right. the, also at the beginning when she goes, Spanky, when she's on the toilet. You know? oh, she's such a different character in that episode. Yeah. That is not Agnes. Yeah, apart from that. So it's just like characters in general that I just don't Number really two, like. Number just characters Emma doesn't like. Just characters Emma doesn't like. <laughs> is there any character that you don't like that I haven't mentioned? Um, well, the the big two that I mentioned earlier were Duffman and Disco Stewart. Yeah. I think all, all the characters that have been in it a long time, I sort of, like, they've got their place for me. Even ones that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Ralph, but like I like him in small doses, don't mind when he pops up. And then when they've got a bigger role in an episode, I'm just like, oh, I don't like that episode so much. Yeah. More than, like, I don't like the character. But then the thing is, there's characters, like you said, like Herman, that I love the idea of having him, but then it's like, well, what do you do with him kind of thing? Like, how would mm. you incorporate him into episodes? And there's characters that are just, like, non-entities, like... Would you say that you liked or disliked Sherry and Terry? <laughs> Neither. They're just there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, they're there from right at the very beginning as well. It's, it's Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. They brought them in and they didn't know what to do with them, so they're there forever. Yeah, they're just like kids. I mean, I did just watch um, the Daz Bus one where the kids mm-hmm. like, are on the desert island and stuff, and they have a little bit more depth in that episode, but... Yeah, I don't. They're just very meh for me. To be fair, I like when when um 
the the one where Bart's my home manages the football team, and um, one of them goes off on Bart. Like, they get really angry, and they run back. And go, my sister likes you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very um it's very realistic very like, like kids primary school yeah yeah my sister likes you and like in one of the flashback episodes where um terry and sherry are both pregnant with nelson's baby i have not seen that oh i don't even think it's like that i think it's like must be like season 12 or 13 then oh maybe i have yeah and it's not a lot of those a lot of season 12 and 13 i watched last year i was doing a lot of paint i go in that phase where i do a lot of painting and i was doing a lot of painting and i had it on in the background while i was painting so some of it the details i would have missed on those yeah yeah and it's just yeah so they're both pregnant and it's nelson's and the baby bump like goes and it's yeah it's just very it's very bizarre but um alarming they don't yeah they don't really have much depth but yeah so my number two choice is just characters that emma dislikes Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So my number one, um, and this is, it's, it's, okay, so when I think of episodes that I don't like in the later seasons, it's when they do this too much. Um, wacky third acts. Yeah. Brackets, overuse of shrug endings. Yeah. Like it's, I can think of episodes where I just like, I don't remember what the episode was about because I just remember how weird the third act was and it makes me not want to watch it again. For example leprechauns exist and i'm just like what why what's going on i can't deal with that homer falls in a volcano where did this come from like they don't they wrote themselves into a corner and just go "Uh," and like shrug out some absolutely insane ending and it just makes me go what and that's when i start losing interest in the show yeah i agree with you that that was actually like meh endings are on my shortlist as well they're very much my 
Yeah, I just agree with you. Again, it's that thing of in small doses. Like earlier on, they did it to not too much of an extreme. Yeah. Um, even as early as Blood Feud, which is like season two or three. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Marge is trying to find the moral of the story. And it's like, you know, no good deed goes unrewarded. Uh, you know, if you do a good deed, you don't need a reward. And Bart's like, what are you talking about? We've got the head. The head's cool. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, no good head goes unrewarded. Well, not really. Um, and then Homer's just like, it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. And then the credits roll. Yeah. And I like how sort of shrug it is. That's the joke. But then they just leaned way too much. They just kept writing themselves into endings where they didn't know how to end it and shrugging it off or just going the other way. I'd rather they shrugged off than some of the bizarre endings we got. Like they're living in a leper colony now. Like what? Yeah, that's very weird. Very, very weird. It's just bizarre endings. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like weird, weird, bizarre endings. It happens earlier than you think as well. There's a few, like when I think of, oh, I don't really like Bart's in a child. And I always think, why don't I like that one? Because I love, um, like, Brad Goodman's actually quite a fun character. Yeah. He's annoying. But I'm like, what is it about the episode I don't like? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the weird ending where the Ferris wheel's, like, running through the middle of the town. It's, that's still got one of my favourite lines. We're a little Rudiger here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole section's fun. Like, the section where, like, Bart's on stage of him. It's quite a long extended scene. It's really fun. And also that episode has like trampoline, trampoline, yeah. that stuff in it. But that third act falls apart and it makes me just go, I don't really love that episode. Yeah. And when I try and work out why, I'm like, why don't I like it? Oh, yeah, the third act's weird. Um, it's Whacking Day. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that episode. Yeah. I'm just, ugh. apart from it's just like too surreal. the sexy, slivery snakes there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean like the, the, the one lines kind of save them a little bit but <laughs> see the listeners are uh, so they're not getting the full picture they need to see you do that <laughs> you really you really put everything into that delivery <laughs> yeah I was very animated it was they, yeah it's a shame that. that this isn't recorded and they can see our faces because it's like I completely yeah. forget when we're recording this that you can see me the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Mr. White, can we borrow you for a minute? Anything for a lady. Don't bother the snakes. Leave all the snakes alone. Ah, yeah. Oh, Romain. My darling, I can't get enough for your love, So yeah, that's that's my number one anyway. Like, just third acts to go off the rails. Yeah, this was on my short list. I definitely. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how our lists are very, very similar, and we're on the same sort of wavelength, and it's kind of going in the same direction because it could have gone one of two ways, really, couldn't it? Emma, isn't it nice how we both hate the same things? <laughs> One of my favourite lines of all time. <laughs> I was going to squeeze that in somewhere I, in this episode. I, I say that to Ben all the time. <laughs> isn't it nice we hate the same things? <laughs> yeah. From one of my favourite episodes of all time, Principal Charming. Oh, mm. I love Skinner. So there, there are, are four, our top four, but we've got a couple of little extra, extra hatitudes yeah. to, <laughs> to, to dish out. 
Can I just like make one point before we move on? I want to know how an angel like Seymour Skinner came out of Agnes. Like seriously, he didn't. <laughs> no, I know. That's the, no, that's <laughs> he didn't. That's the thing. Armin Tamzarian. Yeah. Yeah, grumpy old the real Skinner. Grumpy Skinner yeah, came out of her. That, that does makes make more sense. More sense. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I, I stand by the canon of Principal and the Pauper, but we'll get into that next time. Oh, I do too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it when it comes back up again. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they mention it, I love it. I can't um, wait to talk about it next next time we record. No. Okay, so my plus one, and this is my plus one because it's not really the show's fault. Okay. Why I don't like this. It's my fault. And it's my fault because I'm old. <laughs> I don't like modern references and modern technology in The Simpsons. Yeah. Because I feel like The Simpsons should eternally be set in the 90s. Yeah. And Homer and Marge should eternally have grown up in the 70s. Like, the timeline works for the way the characters act. When they modernise it and change the timeline and suddenly Marge, uh, Homer grew up in the 90s and stuff. Oh. And just, no, 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 no. He grew up in the 70s. They all live in the 90s. They have a big TV with, like, rabbit ears and stuff. They don't have flat screen TVs. I don't... He goes into the bar and Lisa investigates stuff. The fun stuff like that is Lisa loving the library and going through the reference cards and stuff like that. When they pull out a laptop or a smartphone, I don't like it. I don't like when Tree has a horror references Harry Potter and not some not like King Kong. I want old things. You would absolutely hate the newer stuff because they've got their whole like their own Apple and they call it Mapple. So they have oh, like no. they have like a MyPad and a MyPhone and things like that. And no, no, and there's no. even like this episode. I don't know what season it's in where Lisa creates her own social media. So she mm. creates this whole like basically like Facebook, um, and she kind of catfishes everyone and becomes like the most famous like well-loved person and she has the most friends and things like that and they find out it's lisa kind of thing so yeah i'm totally with you on that one like as Mm. much as you kind of need to go with the times i i don't i don't like that either like it's not the show's fault like kids watching it now would find it weird if they didn't have phones and stuff like it's it's most wise this might spoil one more it's it's my fault. I'm old, but <laughs> I shouldn't be old. But um, yeah, I just don't like my modern references and modern technology in The Simpsons. I like that it is set in the 90s when that sort of lifestyle was attainable. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 sort, of, the sh- sort of shit they watch on telly is like 90s trash <laughs> that Homer likes. And it just, it works being set in the 90s. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, the thing is as well, like the whole canon of everything. Like I know it's it's a very like loose timeline and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just what annoys me about the whole timeline of things is when obviously very early on they did like how Homer and Marge met, and they were very specific about the years. And, yeah, then. and all the details and like that they went they grew up in high school in the seventies. So then, mm. what's the mm. point in doing an episode about them being in? being like just finishing high school in the 90s like i don't get it like it makes they've done it loads of times I know. They've reset it's it. so frustrating they, i've seen the writers on twitter say you know it's the simpsons it has to have like a malleable timeline it's just you don't don't think too much it's about loose, it every now and yeah. then we just modernize yeah. it again and i'm just like but it was so good it suited the characters so much better like young homer grew up in the 70s that's just the character he is Young Homer in the 90s, that's not the same character. It's a weird Homer. And then, like, there's so many sort of, like, 
references where the characters build and like the character arcs change and things like that that they've spent like 20 years perfecting for then one episode to ruin it all and i know that Mm. you shouldn't think too much into it but at the end of the day like hardcore simpsons fans like us will look into it and will hate it and things Mm. like that it almost makes me wonder like if there almost will be like a whole different generation of Simpsons fans in like a few years time that will only like 10 to 20, do you know what I mean? Or 20 to 30. Oh, for sure. There's, there's already people that I know that I, so people I worked with in my old job who were like, you know, I'm 33. When I was working there, I was 31 and they were only like 18. Yeah. And when we talked about the Simpsons, the stuff that they were referencing, I was like, I've never, heard, I've never seen that episode. I don't know what that is. And the characters they liked and stuff, I was just like, they've grown up with a whole different set of episodes and still love them. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay, so you like seasons 10 to 20. Yeah. That's a really different show to the one I grew up and with. And it's weird as well, because like, I almost feel like a bit of a fraud. And I know we've said this before, like, we sort of class ourselves as hardcore Simpsons fans and just, you know, like, being absolute fanatics with it but we've only seen, mm. like, a third of it. It's a different show. Yeah. It changes. Even the, the the first sort of four or five series, a totally different show to, like, seven and eight feels like a different show to the earlier ones. And then where I'm in now is, like, a different show again. Yeah. It changes. Every sort of three or four seasons is a different show. That's why I'm wondering, like, oh, maybe I don't like season 11 and 12, but maybe when I get to, like, 16... Yeah. Maybe I actually kind of... It will change again, I'm sure. And maybe I actually like that section more. And it may, that's what makes me want to like push on and watch other things. And I'm sure there's episodes later on that I will really like. And I just want to give them the chance and discover them. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. So, yeah, that's my, that's my plus one anyway. My plus one is that I'm old. There's a... What's the Simpsons line that Grandpa Simpson says? It's like... um It'll happen to you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you two doing? It's called rocking out. You wouldn't understand, Dad. You're not with it. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Or the line that Skinner says. Oh, I can't think of what the, how the line goes. Am I so out of touch? Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. No. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I so, might actually use the Dankmas remix of that line. As oh my the god, I was, one. I was just it's about perfect. to say, I was listening to um, the last episode that went up a couple of days ago and you put the Dankmas yeah. reference in it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I can't remember which one I put in, but I know I put Is one in. Is it Flanders? When Hurricane oh yeah, Ding Dong Crap. Yeah, Ding Dong Crap, yeah. yeah, ding dong crap, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to it because like, I, I occasionally just like listen to it while I'm doing stuff and um, just to sort of hear if I sound like a complete... Double check, double yeah, check yourself. Yeah, just to make sure I don't sound like a complete loser. Um, and also because I knew that that was the episode that I'd been drinking wine as well. So I was like trying, oh, right. to, trying to check myself. like <laughs> See if you held it all together. <laughs> and um, I knew it was, in my opinion, like it was like my favourite one that we'd recorded. So I was like, I'd definitely right. listen to this. And then I heard the the uh, Dankmas remix. I was like, yes, Bob, yes. Like Because I'd already put that speech in the characters episode because I was talking about my favourite Ned yeah. moments. And I was like, I don't just want to put the whole speech in again. I know what I'll do. <laughs> so. Strut. <laughs> yeah, strut. So yeah, I think outro this week is going to be uh, Dankmas is, um, is the children who are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. 
Okay, so it's like my one more and then, yeah. It is. So my one more is like so completely just like random and just out there. Um, So... Is it Agnes again? No, (laughs) not actually. (laughs) So my one more is country episodes. So episodes where they visit... Oh, a particular country. Okay. So I know that your uh, episode that you recorded with Beef Tiss and Becca, mm-hmm. um, Becca mentioned that the Japan episode was uh, one of her favourites on our list. Becca will like anything that is goes to Japan. <laughs> yeah, so. but what I was just about to say was, out of all the country episodes, the Japan one is actually my favourite. Um, well, I, I think I um, I think you're forgetting one because I think there's one that you like more than that. What's that? Uh, Bart versus Australia. Oh yeah, no, okay, yeah, Bart versus Australia, and then the Japan because that's that's a stone cold classic. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I just it really frustrates me. They're a bit, me. a bit like Homer's job episodes. The Simpsons are going to blank. Yeah, I mean, I watched the Brazil one recently, and I was just like, oh, oh that's, I hate that's this. Bad. This is yeah, I'm really not enjoying any of this. Um, uh, Simpsons Safari where they go to Africa. Ugh, that's bad. The England one is awful. I've seen that one, even though it's beyond where I've seen up to. Yeah. I just remember catching that one on telly once, and I was like, "Jeez." The reason why this is my one more is because this is something that they tend to rely on in later seasons. Um, so mm-hmm. it kind of goes past the boundary that we speak about. It's a new type of episode they discovered. Like it's like you know, the types of episodes, like someone moves in with them, yeah, or Homer gets a job, and now you've got the Simpsons are going to, yeah, and you know, Kazakhstan, <laughs> wherever they go to. I watched the Israel one the other day as well, like the Holy I've Land. Not seen that. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's got uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in it as like um, right. some guy. Um, he's he's <laughs> yeah, I don't some guy. I don't want to say he's like Jewish if he's not Jewish. I can't even remember the episode that much, but. To be fair, he right. is actually quite a good guest on the show because he doesn't play mm-hmm. himself. He plays a character. So I, he, right. it is quite a good character, actually. But, um, yeah, the episode's not that great. I know what you mean. Like, it feels like it just... Those episodes, it's just like, okay, how many... Even though the the, the Japan one, I like some bits yeah. of it and I don't. Yeah. But the, what I don't like about that episode is what I don't like about a lot of those episodes. It's just like, how many funny things can we think about this country? And it's like, we don't really have to think of too much of a plot. We just do the jokes of that country. Well, that's what I was just about to say. So, like, one of the things that I don't like about it is obviously the stereotypes. And, like, yeah. so, as I said earlier, the whole, like, Apu stereotypical um oh yeah they don't represent india that well whenever they go there yeah and it's just i just don't appreciate i just don't find stereotypes funny in that tone like stereotypes Mm. are very outdated and i get that but at the same time it's just like a bit lazy for me like like you Mm -hmm. say they don't need to have a storyline they literally just rely heavily on stereotypes isn't it weird how i actually find the australian stereotypes really funny but all the other ones i don't (laughs) Oh, no, dude, dollary dudes. <laughs> Something about a bad Australian impression. This is really funny. Yeah. I think it's because they don't care. Exactly. They don't care about the stereotype, I don't think. 900 dollary dudes. Tobias, did you accept a six-hour collect call from the States? It was an emergency call from the International Drainage Commission in Springfield. Oh, my God. There's nothing wrong with the bidet, is there? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't really like the Simpsons go here the Simpsons go there the Simpsons do this and it's something that is repeated far too much 
I saw a map the other day that someone posted on Facebook and it was like all the countries that the Simpsons have been to yeah. and like pinpoints on the map. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, they've been everywhere. Literally. And it's just a bit lazy. It's a bit boring. Mm. It's kind of, mm. uh, it's been done. Yeah. It's just like throw a dart out of the map and say, oh, the Simpsons go there. Yeah. That's an episode done. The Australian one's excellent. Like it's a brilliant episode. The Japan one, I'm the same as you. Like it's not my favourite episode, but in amongst all the other country episodes it is high Mm. up um but yeah i'm just a bit like oh a bit bored the jokes are a bit lazy not much of a storyline so Mm. i'm not really much of a fan but as i said this new concept of episodes is more towards the end of our boundary, which is why yeah. it was my well, one more. the whole thing as well, the Simpsons were supposed to be like a poor family, so they can't really afford these big jet-setting holidays. That's why they never really did yeah. it. If they did it, the rare occasion, it was like, well, they got flown to Australia because it was like Bart was being held up well, in court. Well, the whole Japan thing was, was because they were like money-saving. The, yeah. Because they can't afford yeah. the holiday, yeah. That's the point of but, it. Yeah, I just... I just think it's taking cheap shots at countries that it's just a bit boring, really. Mm. I can't even think mm. of, apart from Australia, if there's any others that I do. I'm trying to think if there's any others like in the earlier seasons. And I really, beyond like Australia and then Tokyo, I can't think of any. Well, Bart goes to France, don't he, in season one? Oh, is in it, season one. It, yeah, yeah season that's one. Ex- a student exchange, so it's almost like I let that slide. And it's it's not really that heavily involved in France. It's more the two french guys yeah um those lovable scamps yeah but i think that in the earlier seasons obviously they they did holidays where they went to like springfield lake or uh, mm-hmm. they went in the rv and things like that and mm-hmm. or itchy and scratchy land or itchy and scratchy land yeah and i mm. think because the whole joke of um of them not knowing what state the simpsons was from they could mm-hmm. sort of make these sort of out of state jokes almost because it's like well does this add to what state the simpsons are actually living in or Mm. i don't know yeah so that's my one more it's just the simpsons go to blank country (laughs) i always think of springfield as being in oregon why because it's where Matt Groening's from, and I know a oh, lot okay. of it would yeah, be like from like, his memories. And there's loads of... All the of, streets, like, you said, yeah. They're like named... The characters are like literally named after a lot of the streets in Portland and stuff. I love that. So I always just think of like... Okay, if I imagine that Springfield is somewhere, in my mind, it's in Oregon. Is there actually a Springfield in Oregon? Probably. There's Springfields yeah. everywhere. I think that's the joke, that isn't is it? The there's joke. like every every yeah. state has a Springfield. That's crazy. It's, it's like the joke of American Dad, the 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 Smith family, because they're like the everyman family. Yeah, and like there's a joke. I mean, you won't remember it because you've only seen the Simpson movie once. But um, Flanders says, um, "Oh, if you stand in this point, you can see all the states that Springfield borders." And it's like all these. Oh, I vaguely yeah. remember that. Yeah, that's the joke. <sighs> Yeah. That was my Rainier Wolfcastle It's really good. Accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. Right, so <laughs> let, let's run back over our four and yep. one mores and then we'll talk about maybe a couple of little things that, you know, almost made our list or whatever. Yep. So my number four was one note characters such as Duff Man and Disco's 2. Yeah. My number three was uh, fawning over guest stars or being too reverential to guest stars. My number two was Lisa and Marge getting sidelined brackets shitting on lisa <laughs> my number one was wacky third acts 
uh, or overuse of shrug endings. And my plus one was modern references and tech because I am too old. Eternal 90s, please. (laughs) So my number four was when jokes are done to death. So for instance... um, when Milhouse like loves Lisa. My number three is when characters behave uncharacteristically. So um, uh, when Marge isn't horny, jerk-ass Homer, that kind of thing. Um, num- my number two is characters that Emma does not like, a.k.a. Agnes Skinner. <laughs> my number one is female representations in The Simpsons, but more specifically, like, Lisa and Marge getting B-plots and just like poor female stereotypes really Um, and then my plus one was the Simpsons visit blank country so just Simpsons uh, visiting random countries for the sake of visiting them which then doesn't really give much of a storyline so yeah Mm. the Simpsons are going to podcast land (laughs) we um good list actually I thought they should do yeah, the Simpsons are going to Leeds and then <laughs> they do all the Leeds. Oh, that's so specific. <laughs> the thing is, I think that, uh, I know we've sort of spoken about it quite a lot, but I think where the UK is so different in every different county that you go to and like the mm. North and the South are completely different and things like that. And I know America is sort of similar, but it's just... Uh, a stereotype of a country is just wrong, I think, because it's so mm. specific and there's so many different variations of that one country. I do get, I, I, I'm like, not that, well, yeah, I don't want to get too grumpy. Like, on, I don't love England a lot of the time. Um, um, the country that I live in does a lot of things I don't agree with and I don't like a lot of the stereotype stereotypes of England, but then that's me stereotyping as well. But when I see other countries stereotyping british people i'm just like it's you're talking from like an absolute lack of knowledge yeah yeah it's like it's like what people say about san francisco that always sticks in my head um you're not allowed because people moan about people who live in san francisco moan about san francisco and the gentrification of it but deep down they love it so they say you're not allowed to hate san francisco unless you love san francisco yeah and that's what people from Vienna say as well. Like a lot of people moan about like how rude the waiters are in Vienna. And I'm just like, yeah, you're not allowed. And as somebody who's lived there temporarily, it's like, you're not allowed to hate Vienna until you love Vienna. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like what English stereotypes are like to me. It's like, yeah, I, I hate English people, but I'm allowed to because I am one. Yeah, I agree. So when I see these like bad American jokes about like what English people are like, I'm like, they're so, they're so out of touch. Yeah. There's nothing like, like it. The Simpsons English stereotypes when sort of like they talk about like the uh, British teeth, like uh, the dental yeah. plan episode where it's like the big book of British teeth. And it's like, I didn't go through like a year of braces to but have also, bad teeth. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, to me, when I look at the big book of American teeth, <laughs> it's just like, you know, you all have fake teeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's just like me saying that a sweeping statement of americans all have fake teeth and it's just it's like not well, true no, no yeah it's, do you know what i mean it would it'd be irritating to them as well so yeah and i haven't got the greatest teeth but. <laughs> but the thing is it's like we can say that about british people because we are british because we have yeah. the knowledge so i do your every now from. and then i will laugh at stereotype i will laugh at fresh in your drink governor <laughs> fresh in your drink governor <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so rancid as as an observation that I laugh. It's so out outlandish. And I, yeah, it's just 
it's 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 funny if you do it in a certain way, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's like with that whole thing, and and it's like when everyone knows that when Bart speaks Cockney is like one of my favourite things ever. Yeah. So it's like he can get away with it, but then if Homer was to do it, it was like that's not funny, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Um, so there's a couple of things that were on my list. We talked about horny Homer last oh, time, so yeah. I don't need to get into that. But I don't like when Homer's horny. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. Unless he's horny, like like Marge is like, getting aroused by him when he's wearing Mr. Plow <laughs> or when I am Hercules, uh, Homercles, <laughs> that stuff. That's cute. But when he's just like horny over other women, I'm like, ugh. Homercles cares not for beans. <laughs> Hi, kids. How is Duff Gardens? Do you know what I love when Homer's horny? It's like when Marge is praying and he's like stroking her hair going, come to bed, Marge. <laughs> Gross, but funny. <laughs> and then and then he's like, I can wait all night. And then he's like, oh, oh yeah. I, when Homer's horny over Maud as well. Oh, yeah, when Homer's horny for Maud and he's like, Ugh. Yeah, the ones at the bottom. <laughs> Could you give me a handful of peanuts? Mod. Oh, sure. Okay. Not those peanuts. Oh. The ones at the bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do kind of, I find that gross, but I actually do kind of like the running joke that Ma, uh, that Homer finds more sexy. Yeah. When he's like, Mod, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Internet, eh? Mod, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I love when Homer finds Maud sexy. I love when Homer just starts saying A for like for everything. A. There's like a one series where he's just like blank A. <laughs> and I love when he gets the internet and then Marge goes, Internet A <laughs> But that's that's next season. Um anyway, yeah. So the the other thing that you sort of said when characters act out of character and you briefly mentioned Jerkass yeah. Homer in that. Which I wouldn't say is our character because he just becomes that character. He does yeah. change. I know that people rally against like, oh no, it's not a thing. It's just a, a myth. It's not. It doesn't actually happen. Yeah, it does. He, he does, changes. Yeah. And I pinpointed the episode. the The episode where he changes to me is in the next season. We'll talk yeah. about it next time. But I'm like, this is the point where he is different from here. He is written differently, and you know, you just learn to accept it, or you're just going to hate every episode after that. I think if you sort of picked a, a sort of episode about Homer in season nine and then you pick a, an episode about Homer in season two or three, there is they are just mm. completely different. And yes. I would 100% agree with you on that part. I just think that yeah. I agree with you. It happens sort of gradually and it is a complete character change, but it's so subtle that you almost don't notice it unless mm. someone points it out. Mm-hmm. I think by the time you get to like season 10, 11, you're like, oh, okay, this this Homer is different. It's almost like when Marge says that happens, like, like about the, the channel becoming a hardcore <laughs> porn channel. It happens so slowly, yeah, I didn't exactly. even notice. That's, what, that's what's like what Homer turning into jerkass Homer is. But there is, sometimes it overdoes it. There are elements of Homer being that like idiot jerk, which are, do provide funny storylines. But to me, that's just... And I've actually got here... Um, one of my ones that nearly made it was The Simpsons trying to be like other shows of the era, other more ribald shows. They're trying to turn him into like Peter Griffin. And it's when they do that with him, I don't like it. Yeah. I. 
Yeah, I kind of feel like that that's probably what they've done. They they were just kind of mm. trying to like make it a little bit more on the nose, a little bit more uh, controversial because of characters like Peter Griffin and like because yeah. they were the same. It's 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 a stupid it's a stupid fat dad with a hot mum with a hot wife uh, who's rude and an idiot. Yeah. And but the thing is, the difference was that Peter was more in your face with yep. it, whereas Homer was like sweeter. Yeah. And then they got rid of the sweetness and just started making Homer more in your face of it. And it's like, well, what's the difference between these two characters now? You're turning him into Peter Griffin. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And they say that Family Guy plagiarized The Simpsons, and I, f- I do that they did. Like, there's a lot of episodes. It did, yeah. and then The Simpsons started plagiarizing. Exactly. It. That's what I was just and, about to and say. And also, like. It- I just my, the other thing I've is like trying to be it's trying to be cruder and like because South Park was massive at the time as well and I felt like it was being left it felt like it was being left in the dust yeah of trying to keep Family up Guy almost. and South Park which were the hot new yeah. things rather than just like doubling down on what it was yeah it tried to be like the other things that were more popular I do at think that, time. that it was probably due to the whole like staff changes that it went through on oh, a regular yeah, basis like so it's like the tone changed because it's like a different it's almost like when um, a group of writers write a book you can almost pinpoint yeah. where that author finishes and then the other author starts it's kind of a similar sort of situation where it's just different writing styles well Futurama started at season 10 and so so many writers went over to Futurama yeah because Matt Groening wanted a real like A team on this show because it was a real passion project, and also a lot of the Simpsons staff, like King of the Hill, was really big, and a lot of them were uh, like friends with or worked with people on that show, so they were going to there. So there was a lot of movement around that time. Yeah, and you can you can definitely feel it, and I do feel like that is what contributed to the decline of the show. But I also do think as well because the show has been on for so long, and at that point that most shows finish and don't even make it to yes. season 10 so if they had finished at season 10 like most shows do it would have just been perfect from start to finish whereas because yeah. it then continued to go on for another 20 seasons it's a bit like feels completely different because it, it's the only show that's ever done that so, so mm-hmm. there's almost mm-hmm. nothing to compare it to and i guess the reason we wanted for this season uh, to go for sorry this podcast to go until because my mission my initial thought was well I'll go until season 10 because they're the ones that I know yeah and I don't I'm not the biggest fan of season 11 but I thought it might be more interesting to do season 11 with it to pick out the things that I do like in a series that I don't really like and then talk about in that episode then what I what, try and try and pick it for myself. Work out what I didn't like and yeah. where it changed, and what I think it would. Be, I don't want to end with that episode. We'll do an episode after that to sort of talk about the good stuff. But uh, I feel like that episode might be a little bit. It won't be as downer as this one, <laughs> but it'll be more analytical. It'll be more. It'll be analytical. Yeah. I try not to be too critical, but analytical on that one. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that was all the things. All the things I was really wanted to talk about. Yeah, to be honest, like the extra things that I had um, on my list that I that didn't make my list were actually your list. So there's nothing right. extra really that I needed to talk about because we've already kind of covered it. I did have one more actually. I almost made this my number one and then I thought, oh no, I won't. I'll make it my plus one because it's kind of different. And then I thought, uh, I don't want to attack the listeners. So I just mentioned this because it's the thing I hate most about not just The Simpsons, but all fandom that I like. 
So it's, the th- it's what I hate most about Star Wars. You're not allowed to just be a fan of Star Wars um, or The Simpsons or whatever else, Marvel or whatever, any franchise. You can't be a fan because half the fandom hate half of the stuff. Yeah. So all they want to do is shout down at everyone else who likes the Their stuff. Their opinions, you yeah. You can like stuff and not like stuff. It doesn't yeah. offend me if you love, if season 12 is your favourite series of The Simpsons. I don't care. Great. I'm never going to say to you, no, you're wrong. And make you feel bad about the stuff you do like. So my number one was going to be fandom. Yeah. <laughs> in general. No, I get it that. Because it is the worst part of anything. The thing is as well, like, we... It's getting worse. We love and appreciate the art that's created with these these sorts of fandoms. But yeah. I also love from like our listeners and from other people, like, when they get involved and send us their own opinions and their own thoughts, mm. because it mm. almost teaches me... They it almost sort of teaches me to look at things in a different way, and someone else's like train of thought about that particular thing is completely different to the way I think, and it makes me learn and makes me grow and appreciate things differently. So we've done it on the here before, where I've not necessarily like liked an episode, and you've been like, "Oh, I really like this episode," and I'm like, mm, "Why do you mm. like it?" And then because you've sort of given me your reasons why you like it, I'm like, "Oh, I actually like it a little bit more now because of." Mm. why you like it and even if it doesn't change your mind like i would i would not care if you didn't if you hated an episode that i loved yeah if agnes was my favorite character (laughs) and you told me all that stuff why you hate i wouldn't care yeah exactly funny yeah exactly so I, i think people need to not be so offended by the things they like what made me think of this really brought it up is because I, I follow like different Simpsons social media accounts and I find that a lot of them post memes and screenshots and things or jokes about the first 10 seasons. But every now and then, if someone does something which is like from a later season, half the comments are just like, uh, uh, oh, late season trash, whatever. I'm just like, to not to them. Yeah. To them, this is a classic scene, classic enough to do like a meme about. Like, stop attacking it. Man. And the funny thing is, it was probably, even though it was sort of later past season 10, it's probably still 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. To them, they're Classic. still probably like yeah. a, they're still like a 25-year-old joking about something they saw when they were a kid. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I love on. the fact that even though we don't like like later seasons, I use later in quotation marks, um, the fact that the things that we like about the earlier seasons are, I remember watching this with my dad. I remember like all yeah, the, nostalgia. the nostalgia. I love yeah. the fact that there are, there are potentially going to be people out there and please get in touch if you are one of these people that has nostalgia about later stuff because it's mm. just so wholesome. And like, I'm like, oh, I love that you've got that nostalgia, even though it's not the same as me. It's still like so nice that people are still getting that from a show that's like, going on 30 years do you know what i mean Mm. so nice so there we go hopefully it wasn't too negative for everyone um i think we had a good discussion over some like just a different type of episode i just i just feel like homer's jobs episode was probably more depressing than this one yeah i think so yeah (laughs) that's so funny anytime you get me talking about work it's gonna get it's gonna be a downer um so yeah, there we go. Um, next time we're going to be talking about season nine. Yeah. Um, I'm done with season nine. I'm almost done. So yeah. give me a couple of days and I'll be done. Definitely. Yeah. I am uh, I just started season 10 today. Yeah. 
so I'm I'm way ahead of the curve. So I'll have to like revisit a lot of my notes before we record that one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also I also tried to get ahead for the last few weeks because I've got like real busy uh, few weeks of university work. So cool. Uh, as a conscious effort. And you've got weird tales up now as well going. And I've got weird tales going on as well. So I've got all sorts going on at the moment. Um, yeah. Um, I tried to get ahead on my homework for this. <laughs> so now next time we're going to talk about season nine. Um, do you want to know what's after that, Emma, or do you want to wait? No, let me know. I do want to know. Let you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is one we've been waiting to do for a long time. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited. So um, it is our four and one more Halloween segments. Oh, my God. This is the Treehouse one of Horror segments. that I've been waiting for for the whole series. Yeah, well, it has to go here because after that, you know, we're going to be near the end and we've got like the stuff we've got planned for the end is very specific for when yeah. it's set. So this is the last. Yeah, we have to do it here. So it's our favorite uh, Treehouse of Horror segments and the rule I'm going to put in place for this one okay. Emma, you can veto it if you like I was going to say you can't pick two segments from the same episode okay yeah that's fine I think it'll make more variety that yeah, way yeah I'm happy with that because otherwise I'm just going to pick everything from my favourite episode and it'll be like three of my well four. this is what I was just about to say so I already know like my four and one more Halloween episodes so I'm, I feel like I'm mm. just going to pick a segment from each of those right so yeah, I feel like that's how I'm gonna do. I've been it. I've been sort of making notes of this as I from when I started watching from the beginning on this run through because yeah. I knew I was gonna do it eventually. I've made a few Halloween segment notes and I just need to like revisit them. Um, so before we record that, I will make sure I've watched all the Halloween episodes up until season eleven. But that'll be a really fun. Yeah, one. I'm excited. Much more fun than this one. I'm like the queen <laughs> of Halloween, so this this suits me down to the ground. Yeah, I mean, it would have made sense for us to do it in October, but the podcast was only about a month old at that time, and I was like, I'm not ready to jump into Halloween segments, so it just has to go here, but it'll be That's fun fine. anyway. It'll yeah. be like our, yeah, um, Halloween in the summer. <laughs> um, so yeah, so next time, season nine, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then Halloween segments. So. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I was about to uh, do the outro and I realised I haven't told everyone where they can get in contact. Okay. So we said that you might agree or you may not agree with some of the stuff we said. If you want to talk to us about any of that stuff, you can contact us at fourandonemorepod at gmail.com or through the website fourandonemore.com. Uh, you can also go to bobshoy.com, which is B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. That's my name. Uh, this is part of the Bob Shoy Podcast Network and you can see other shows that I work on on that network on there. You might be interested in those um i'm also on twitter you can talk to me on there i'm actually on twitter a little bit less nowadays because it was really bringing me down uh but i do pop in every now and then and if people talk to me i do respond on there so it's i'm on twitter as at bob shoy at b-o-b-s-h-o-y emma are you on twitter i am indeed my twitter uh, twitter <laughs> my twitter handle my twitter. <laughs> is um at emma rowena which is at e-m-m-a-r-o-e-n-a and you manage the Instagram account as I well. I do indeed. Yep. So you can find us on Instagram at four underscore one underscore more. Was that right? No. No. Start again. <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram by searching four and one more. That's, <laughs> that was yeah, that's that's so much easier. I always cock it up. I'm gonna leave it in so they can no. hear your failure and then your resignation. <laughs> I never have to search for us because it's on my like instagram page it does, so, it does work if you just search for yeah, one more we are the there. thing that comes up yeah. yeah um yeah i think that's all the stuff you need to know if you want to if you want to support my time editing and researching the various podcasts i work on you can go to patreon.com slash bob as well i think that's all 
So until next time when we're talking about season nine, uh, love you lots. Bye-bye. And pardon my gloshes. Pardon my gloshes. <laughs> and Emma, isn't it nice that we both hate the same things? It is. <laughs> <laughs>